Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Henry has the night off. He'll be back Monday, 6 to 9, here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. And if you're a regular listener to the radio station and uh, late night, the John Bachelor Show, you'll hear this man, Robert Zimmerman, uh, join him. And he uh, is good enough to join me from time to time here on News Talk 830-WCCO. And, of course, it's Robert Zimmerman, my favorite space and science writer. His website, Behind the Black, has written many wonderful books. Uh, Bob, good to visit with you. It's been a while. Uh, Steve, anytime you want. It's always a pleasure. Glad to be yeah. here. Yeah, good to, good to talk to you. And I always learn a lot. At, at your website, Behind the Black. And there's a map I want to bring up that uh, is, is on the first page of your website. And it's a new global map of the nearest surface ice on Mars. This is really cool and very important if humans ever hope to travel to Mars. H- having water available in some way, shape, or form is a big deal. Yes, and what's interesting about that, Steve, is that this is not, in a sense, news. Uh, It's been pretty clear now, and I've reported this on Behind the Black for at least five years now, that uh, north of 30 degrees latitude in both both hemispheres, you've got a lot of near-surface ice. All the orbital data has been telling us that. And so essentially what you've got on uh, Mars is that the equatorial tropics, in, in English, tropics has a connotation of, of wet, but in, in Mars, the equatorial tropics, the regions near the equator, are dry. They're dry like the Sahara in a sense, though not, uh, but like a regular, de- a regular desert. You have mountains and everything else, but they're dry. There's no water there. But when you get above 30 degrees latitude, it becomes a desert-like Antarctica with lots and lots of ice. You could be walking on ice, but it's a desert in that it's frozen. And in order to get any water, you've got to process it by melting it. And that's not simply easy when you're in a very cold environment. Uh, Antarctica is considered a desert. And that's really what the northern south of Mars is like. This map is interesting. Is what, is that the, what the scientists did is they compiled all the available orbital data combined with a lot of uh, um, uh, things seen on the ground um, and tried to put together a map giving us a very better idea of where we're finding evidences of that water globally. 
and it's a it's it's good it's a good reference piece. I link actually to the interactive map that they provide, where you can actually explore the areas where this map, this stuff is is obtained. And when I the, I took from their paper uh, one of their figures that shows the global map, and then I annotated it to show interesting details, such as one of the wet areas in the northern latitudes uh, in the lowland plains is also Starship's landing zone. And this is actually an area where there appears to be some somewhat deep, thick layers of ice. And so so anyway, it, yes, this is good news. It's, it's, it's once again, we're beginning to get a much, glow, a much better overview of what Mars is like. And it's really interesting that it it, in, in many ways, it does fit the fictional impression of Mars from 100 and 150 years ago of a planet that once had lots of water that has become dry and dead, except a lot of that water is still there in the present, in the manner of ice. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's interesting stuff. And you, you would say, okay, there, there's water there, but if if humans are able to reach Mars – and there, there's still engineering challenges, but but having water there and uh, H2O, if you will, hydrogen and oxygen, is incredibly important. We know what water is to to life; it's it's imperative, human life in particular. But from that fuel, etc., it's it's imperative because you could never bring along enough fuel. Right. Or, or enough water to sustain human life. Yeah, or oxygen as well. Though we have learned that we yeah. have already learned from perseverance and experimental perseverance how to manufacture breathable oxygen in sufficient amounts from the carbon dioxide in Mars's atmosphere. So we wouldn't even need the water for oxygen. This is an amazing little side note. But in terms of yeah, in terms of uh, settlement, yes, there's this water would provide not only drinking water and water for uh, agriculture, but it would also provide the potential for energy, hydrogen and oxygen. You can create energy from it. Um, and the map tells you where on Mars the valuable real estate likely is, because you really want to be. If you the best places to land are the lowest latitudes and the lowest elevations possible for uh, numerous reasons. And most of the water isn't above 30 degrees latitude, but there are some exceptions to that. And those suddenly become interesting places. But interestingly enough, those places also tend to be at higher latitude, uh, higher elevations. So there's a game here that's going to have to be played. And only as exploration uh, uh, unfolds and bases start to get built and colonists start to live there, will we really get a sense of which places are absolutely ideal. But this is going to give those first uh, settlers uh, a real heads up on where to go. Bob Zimmerman joining us, website Behind the Black. Uh, the, the ship that may very well carry humans to Mars is being constructed. They're attempting to test down in Texas, there was one test launch of the entire system, the Super Heavy Booster, and and the actual Starship that would ultimately go into orbit and and, and travel to the Moon, Mars, uh, beyond. Who knows? Uh, but they're they're kind of stuck in a holding pattern, waiting for the approvals to continue to develop this system, if you will. 
this is a this is a nightmare and a tragedy and an abuse of power by the federal government. What's going on in Boca Chica? Um, I've I've been reporting on this now for several years. It's pretty clear that when uh, we changed presidential administrations, we went from encouraging private enterprise and freedom and getting things done to using the bureaucracy to stymie the American people. And in the case of Boca Chica and SpaceX and its Starship Super Heavy rocket, uh, it couldn't be clearer. They were doing regular monthly test flights up until uh, the change in presidents, and then suddenly they've been able to only do one test flight in the last two years. One test flight in the last, I'm sorry, three years. And when they did that April test flight of Super Heavy and Starship, SpaceX said that they would be ready to launch probably in August. They actually were ready to launch, got everything taken care of, figured out what was wrong, made the repairs they needed to make to the launch pad, and said they were ready to launch on September 5th. So they missed their uh, predicted launch date by only a week or so. But I predicted in April that they were not going to get to launch, and I said they probably aren't going to get to launch before the end of the year. And in fact, the bureaucracy's uh, regulatory red tape was essentially making Boca Chica an impossible place to do anything. And that's what has transpired. They have not been able to launch, and they're still sitting there not unable to launch. I have a piece on Behind the Black today that points out how the Fish and Wildlife Service is now only beginning an investigation into that previous April launch. They waited, what is it, six, four, five months, four months before they started their investigation. They've now begun their formal review. They have four months to complete the formal review, which means it could be that the SpaceX can't launch again until February, which means they lose more than half a year of time in their testing. Um, Fish and Wildlife, first of all, why is Fish and Wildlife blocking launches? It, it must be repeated endlessly that uh, a launch facility helps wildlife, and we have three-quarters of a century of empirical proof at the Kennedy Space Center, as well as at Vandenberg in California. You have a space launch facility, you have to reserve a lot of land to protect from launches, and that becomes a wildlife refuge, and, the, and animals survive. Fish and Wildlife is also claiming that the deluge system that SpaceX is using to protect the launch pad at launch, all that water could actually damage the swamp that the spacecraft is launching from. This is more than absurd. This is basically the Biden administration allowing the bureaucracy or even demanding the bureaucracy to slow walk SpaceX for political reasons. This administration apparently is not interested in purely American achievements. Musk has made it clear he no longer supports Biden or the Democratic Party. Therefore, he's an enemy. He's an American citizen, though, and they're supposed to be representing everybody as elected officials. But no, he is now an enemy and must be squashed. For the Democrats in power in the White House, uh, all that matters is power. And if that means destroying Americans, that's what's going on. And SpaceX, I don't it's a tragedy because if they don't get Starship and super heavy operating, it could actually be financial disaster because they need it to maintain and launch Starlink. And if they don't get Starlink completely launched, uh, they could get sanctions from the FCC. And on top of that, NASA needs Starship because it's its lunar lander to do the manned missions to the moon. And so NASA's entire Artemis program is threatened by this as well. And this is all bureaucracy in Washington, uh, red tape imposed by politicians. It's pretty disgraceful, Steve. Yeah, and they, they've they made a ton of improvements. Uh, what, what was asked... Uh... 
clearly the pad was faulty. It was a poor yeah. design. They had no idea how powerful this, and it, it blew out chunks of concrete. They, they fixed that. Uh, I, I think any reasonable observer would say that they, they've, they've tried to fix things to be able to continue to test. A reasonable observer would see that SpaceX's goals here are always laudable and have demonstra- demonstrated that. Um, they, they do these experimental launches to find out what they need to fix, and then they fix it. And then they do another launch to try to figure out what more they need to fix, and then they'll fix that. But if they can't do the launches, they can't figure out what they need to fix. And that's what the bottom line here. I must also emphasize that after the April launch, almost immediately after it, Fish and Wildlife admitted publicly that the launch did no significant damage to anything. Uh, it did not do any damage outside SpaceX's launch pad. It now claims that the, the fire might have uh, started a wildfire. I mean, the launch might have started a wildfire in a national state park nearby, but that's not proven. In fact, at the time, they said, no, it's probably not linked. But even if it is linked, that's still a minus. You know, uh, this, their, their actions here are um, uh, uh, despicable as far as I'm concerned. And basically, SpaceX, Starship Super Heavy, it faces uh, disaster right now because of these delays. Now, I, I understood once upon a time that SpaceX had a contingency plan to move or have a second base of operations in Florida at Kennedy Space Center, that they were building up the infrastructure to be able to launch a super heavy a starship from there. That's correct. They are in the process of trying to build a pad. They can't yet launch from Kennedy for a different reason, which is the Starship Super Heavy launch pad there is somewhat close to the launch pad SpaceX uses to launch astronauts to ISS. And NASA doesn't really want any Starship launches to take place out of fear it will damage that launch pad. And they need to have be able to run regular launches to ISS, and SpaceX sure. is their only way to get people on board. Um, so what they've asked SpaceX to do is to adapt its second launch pad at Kennedy um, to hold Dragon missions as well. And SpaceX is in the process of doing that. Once they've got that second launch pad set up to take Dragon manned capsules, then they can start launching uh, Starship Super Heavy from Kennedy. I must emphasize, though, that their intention was never to do test launches of that from oh, Kennedy. Sure. They always wanted to do these test engineering launches from Boca Chica, where they have a much better control and there's less chance of damaging other infrastructure of importance. And so I, they're, they're, in a, they're between a rock and a hard place. I must emphasize that it's not just Fish and Wildlife and FAA that's been slowing FAA, uh, SpaceX down. The Department of Justice has sued SpaceX for not hiring illegal aliens, even though the State Department would would shut SpaceX down if it did such a thing. So on one case, they're told by a, a government agency, you can't hire illegals. It's a missile operation, the security concerns. And on the other side, the, the federal government's telling them, you've got to hire uh, illegal aliens. It's absurd. And that's not the only lawsuits that are being put against Elon Musk from the Biden administration. It's really a despicable situation and a, a, a raw example of abuse of power by uh, politicians in power. Robert Zimmerman joining us, my favorite space and science writer, is a website behind the black. 
quick follow-up to manned space flight. You brought up the capability and what they've been able to do with Falcon 9 and Dragon and get astronauts safely into orbit to the International Space Station or in orbit, private enterprise, etc. Uh, what about Boeing and their Starliner? Where do we stand at the end of October 2023 with Boeing and their Starliner caps? Starliner, they're in the process of trying to fix additional problems, very disgraceful additional problems by Boeing uh, on the Starliner capsule and hope to launch the first manned mission in April. But these particular problems discovered only in June, shortly before launch, really do not reflect well on Boeing at all. One of the, one of the things they discovered is that in the capsule, they, the, the electric tape that they used to protect the wiring harness was flammable. Mm. Now, this is more disgraceful than can be imagined, because since the Apollo 1 fire in 1967, we've known that you don't use flammable material in a capsule like this. It's this there are numerous commercial products available that have been developed uh, for just this purpose, and yet Boeing did that. And now they've got to remove or cover that electric tape so that uh, there won't be a fire in the capsule. And on top of it, they discovered in June that the main link that connects the parachutes to the capsule was too weak. And so they have to do additional drop tests of a new parachute design to make sure the the capsule won't break off from the parachute. And once again, for them to discover that in June, two months before they originally intended to launch, this late in the development project really speaks really badly of Boeing. And it's really a shame, but this is not the company that developed the 747, not in any way, shape, or form. It's really tragic. It's just tragic. And we have no idea when they'll actually fly human Well, this, they're aiming for a March-ready date with an April launch. And according to reports this week, they say they, they're on target for that. And that might be the case. The problem they have is they wanted to make money from Starliner by flying tourists on it as well, like SpaceX is doing. Do you know anyone that's going to want to fly on that? It's like getting getting into a Yugo to go into space. Uh, <laughs> they they have done bad things to their reputation in this whole matter, and it's really a tragedy. Well, Bob, always good to visit with you once again. The website behind the black. He's written many wonderful books, and you can learn more about those as well at the website. Always good to visit with you, and I enjoy your visits with John Batchelor here as well. Um, you know, it's always a pleasure. I'm glad you're hearing more of me then. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, next absolutely. Time, you. <laughs> yeah, there he is, Robert Zimmerman. Once again, the website, Behind the Black. Ten minutes now in front of nine. Stephen for Henry tonight here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.